We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast. Another beautiful week in the garage, and the guys are joined by two special guests. Bree Rust and Brittany Mollis from the hit Cleveland podcast, That's What B Said. Pop open a cold one and talk about all things from current events to the miserly world of sports. All that, plus our Garage Beers of the Week. So come on up the driveway, pull up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. All right, and welcome in to episode number 11, if you can believe that, of the Garage Beers podcast. Uh, we're really excited about this one. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, we're bringing it back home to Cleveland. We've had some good special guests from uh, outside of Cleveland, Grant Fuhr, last week, or I guess earlier this week, our, our, our surprise episode. Uh, Cecil Shorts last week. We're, bring, we're bringing it back to Cleveland this week, so we're really excited to talk about them, but let's run around, do our introductions of, uh, of the regular crew over here on the, on the west side of what's now officially referred to as the butthole of Cleveland. <laughs> I am Michael Keefe uh, with you as always. On the east side of the butthole that is Cleveland or the butthole of the world or whatever Frank Jackson called it is Chad Meyer. What's going on, Chad? So am I like the left cheek? <laughs> or, or like right like, like am i on the outside of the but like wh where am i at I if, in in terms of the butthole i don't even i don't know <laughs> yeah, dude normally you're the whole butthole but i can't i i'm not going to get into the anatomy of where you are right now <laughs> can you believe you said that today no I, I even don't like i know is perceived to be the uh the the butthole of the world sometime right <laughs> i can't that's our mayor. That's our mayor. That's their mayor. I'm on the west side. Uh, so Chad's good. Chad's the left cheek. Uh, and uh, normally coming to you from Nashville, but again, up here in Cleveland with us uh, in the far west side, Joey Whalen. What's going on over there, Joe? Not too much. I think I might make another trip in, to Nashville before this airs just for fun. Just for fun? I've done like 1,500 miles in the past like week or so, so might as well Yeah, that. well, what? Uh, you were here last week. Yeah. And then you yeah. recorded an episode from Nashville, the special episode. And now you're back for this one. Yeah. Cool. Hey, next time you go, can you take me? Yeah, we can try that. Yeah, appreciate you. Get some barbecue. Forgot steaks. Have you slept? No, he doesn't sleep. No. So, yeah, 
No, you, Chad, you got to get your, you'll get your sound figured out. It comes along as the episode goes on. But uh, now we're really excited to bring our special guests in because they're going to join us for our Garage Beers of the Week. So we got to introduce them now. Uh, and uh, the two of the three hosts of one of the, one of the most popping off, hottest podcasts going on in Cleveland right now, uh, and really one of the coolest podcasts uh, because it's different and unique perspectives. We are super excited to be joined from the That's What B Said podcast, uh, Bree Rust, or you might know her better as uh, at Breezy Clee because we only know each other as our Twitter names, and Brittany Mollis, Bird's Eye View on Twitter, joining us. We're super excited. Hey, Bree and Brittany, what's going on? Hello. Are you guys ready for the, uh, the Dales that you're going to get after this? Um, we gotta, we gotta warn you. We come with Dales. <laughs> Listen, I can handle Dales. The Karens are the ones I can't. <laughs> all right. All right. Can't deal so, with. I, but I have to ask Brittany, hmm. what is Youngstown if Cleveland's the butthole? I was just going to tweet exactly that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> As we were going on this thing, I was like, uh, cowering in my YSU hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say anything about Youngstown. Don't say anything about Youngstown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Don't, don't bring it up. Yeah. It's like I the mole on the it. cheek over there. I, I started <laughs> tweeting that and I was like, you know what? I'm probably not going to hit send on that one. <laughs> no, Brittany, Brittany, you know what Youngstown is? What? Youngstown is the splinter in the butt cheek. There you oh, go. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland is the butthole. <laughs> there you go. What's your sitting situation right now, Brittany? Do you, oh, I mean, do you have like a donut? Like, are you sitting on a pillow? Like, are, are you able situation. to sit down? I'm all healed now. The splinter, I think, oh. is gone or whatever it was. We still, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But I'm fine now. Uh, I, you know, everything's good. We're good to go. Listen, we're not going to make you relive that horrendous trauma too much. <laughs> uh, but if you if you haven't heard the story. And you're listening to this, just go to the That's What B Said podcast. I think, was that the last one? Uh, two yeah. episodes ago, right? Or two episodes. Yeah, yeah two episodes, episodes ago. ago. It's, I mean, butts are in the, is in the title. Yeah, so you, a, you can't miss it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want to miss that. So, uh, no. so thank you again, Cliff Brittany Cliff. and Bree, for joining us. Chad, what are you saying over there? No, I was going to say the cliff notes are Brittany somehow found the only piece of wood on a four mile long beach. <laughs> Listen, we're trying not to make And then I was I was allergic to the band-aid adhesive. So that caused a reaction too. It was it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. It would not end. Of all the things. That's that I never had that before. And so, you know, Mm -mm. you get older and then things just start breaking and all of a sudden I have all these I'm I'm allergic to the cold air. I'm allergic to band-aids. Like I I can't do anything. Well, we're excited. You guys brought up the Dales. We're going to talk about the Dales as we talk about you guys a little bit because you each have you. It's very funny because you have like your own specific Dales, like you have your own certain Dales. Uh, if you don't know oh, what a brand Dale of Dales, is, <laughs> Dale Aaron, but it's a man. Uh, they use the he pronouns, the Dale. So yeah, uh, yeah, the Dale. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, but before we get into your whole story and, and kind of talk about you guys. Uh, we always start our uh, podcast off with everybody's favorite segment, which is our Garage Beers of the Week. And so what we usually do is we usually let our special guests lead us off. And all we do is say what we're drinking tonight, a little explanation, and then we pass it on. So 
Uh, whichever one, Brittany or Brie, whoever wants to go first, what is your garage beer or drink of the week this week? Go ahead, Britt. Okay, well, I'll go first because I'm not drinking beer. I, I'm not a beer drinker. I know, that's weird. Um, so I'm drinking Jameson ginger ale out of uh, mm. Iggy, what is this? David Bowie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ziggy Stardust. Like yeah, Ziggy Stardust. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. My dad's going to be so upset with me that I just said Iggy. <laughs> we're we're going to tweet it at him. We are tagging him in a tweet. <laughs> all right, so we got Jameson and Ginger. That is garage beer approved all the way. Bree, what are you drinking tonight? All right, I am drinking. I have to actually crack this open. Oh, let's Can do it. my microphone on my bosom. <laughs> this is my thing. <laughs> Shamefully, I could do the same hey, thing. Hey, Ryan Geist, Cincinnati Brewery. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Little Bubs Rose Ale. Mm-hmm. You guys had this? Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. Bubs. There's regular Bubs, and then there's Little Bubs. <laughs> yes. I prefer Little Bubs. Small like Bubs. I'm Little. Little Bubs. All right, so Rheingeist makes its second appearance on the Garage Beers podcast, so that's exciting. I think Chad had a Rheingeist a couple weeks ago, so. Was it uh, Akita? I did. Was that, no, uh, it was the. Psychopathy, was right? It? No, it that's mad. Whiffle. It was the Whiffle. 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 Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. So Rheingeist getting another shout out this week. Ohio Love. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't know if any of us, the rest of us are doing Ohio Love, but let's see. Chad, what do you got? What's your Garage Beer of the Week? Uh, you know what? I can't do this, guys. I, I can't do the garage beers of the week right now. Why not? You know, we, we've got the ladies, and that's what B said. That, 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 you know, the world's biggest all-female podcast, okay? Uh, this, this doesn't deserve just anything, okay? Oh, no. Oh, no. Right back. Right. I, I got something. I got something. Oh. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to skip Chad because a, <laughs> he refuses to put the Wi-Fi extender in the garage, and he <laughs> ran off to get us something special. So, hey, Jill, why don't we jump over to you for your Garage Beer of the Week, and then we'll see what Chad comes back with. Great. I'm going back to the, uh, the beer with the gluten in it, the good stuff. Uh, and out of Charleston, South Carolina, I have Edmund Oast Brewing Ooh. Company. Uh, it's round bound by time. Kind of like I got a trippy little cover there. It's got some like butterflies on it or moths. I like that. Yeah. Aww. The time says like 10, 12. So I don't know if that means anything. All of our but listeners are probably super going to enjoy the visual there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll post a picture. Uh, <laughs> but probably the best beer that I've had since we've started this thing. Uh, it's an IPA. Uh, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's very IPA. It's not super bittery, but it's like smooth. It's kind of like a New England IPA, but nice. less uh, less hazy. So uh, it's a good time. I'm gonna, Bring uh, the Charleston love. Yeah. I like it. Hope to be right, Chad. this year. Yeah, hopefully. Chad? Is that a Nick Chubb jersey? Yeah, he, he threw a jersey on. Yay. Good thing you noticed. Good thing you noticed. <laughs> My jersey came in the mail today. Oh. And that's what these girls deserve when I drink my garage beers of the week. So you guys, I literally just opened the package <gasps> and threw it on. So you guys are seeing it for the first time before anybody see it before my wife, before my kids, before anybody. So I'm going to be drinking my beer and doing the rest of the show in my brand new Nick Chubb jersey. We anyway. are honored. What a drum roll. What a, what a setup. Southern tier this week. Oh, yeah. I should have worn my jersey if I would have known. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Guys? Yeah. 
exactly. Listen, if we would if did so, any sort of video, this would be gold, <laughs> right? This would be Emmy worthy. Uh, but I went to Southern Tier this week, and I did the live session Pale Ale. Live session Pale Ale. It's it's, uh, it, it's pretty good. Um, it, it, it kind of it has like a sort of citrusy taste to it. Uh, it's very refreshing. It's not like an awful IPA, you know, like most of uh, IPAs are awful. Like girls, I don't know. Go if you, away. I, I hate IPAs. Okay. <laughs> I'm not an IPA guy. All right. This is the longest I, I think beer of the week ever. most of them are piney and, and just 12 ounces of gross. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> are you done? So, but that's what I'm we're drinking this, this, uh, what? Hey, listen. I told you, it deserves something special. I got my Nick Chubb jersey on. Go F yourself, Mike. <laughs> you sound like Frampton comes that's alive again. That's what I'm drinking this week. <laughs> hey, listen, I would wear my jersey, but I placed an order for it, I don't know, however many months ago. And uh, I'm supposed to get it in October. So hmm. fingers crossed for that one. Just in time. <laughs> I, I literally ordered it the day they released them. And they were like, oh, yeah, you'll get this in July. And then I got an email two days later. Oh, you're going to get this in October. So I was supposed to get mine in July, too. But came today. Get jealous. No, I'm not even. I'm you got to pull, pull the Karen move. And that's when you <laughs> call the pro shop, order a jersey from there, and then call Fanatics and cancel your order. That's what I did. I pulled a Karen. Oh, that's a good move. I, I need the haircut, though. <laughs> you know the Karen haircut was like real yeah, comb yeah. over and then real spiky in the back. Yeah. Would, a Dale, would a Dale do the same thing, or what would a Dale do? A Dale would just buy a knockoff from Kmart. <laughs> That's what a Dale would do. It just says Browns, real yep. big, <laughs> and Nick Chud on the back. Nick Chud. <laughs> All right. Well, Chad, with the 26 minute garage beer, I'm just going to make mine quick. So I went to, uh, I went to Michigan, not everybody's favorite, but I, I went with one of my very favorite beers on the planet. Uh, so it is, uh, from new Orthodox and it's called boss tweed and it is a new England IPA. And, uh, for my fellow garage beer hosts over here, when I describe a new England IPA, uh, Chad, what word do you think I would use to describe this? Oh God! Here we go. Juicy. It is juicy. It is a good juicy New England IPA, uh, and it's, it's readily available fruit. here, which is nice. It's not a fruit. You don't squeeze it. It's it's like it's not juicy. Listen, it is juicy. It is hazy. It's good, and it's an IPA. So get to love it. Yeah, it's good. So that's this week's garage. That was a very eventful week of garage beers of the week. But now. It's time to get into a little bit of the story of our special guest of the week. Again, uh, uh, Brittany and Bree hosts a weekly podcast uh, called That's What B Said. Uh, I've been a listener since the beginning. I think most of us have, and you've got a lot of those. Uh, you guys have done an awesome job setting that up. So let's just talk a little bit about the podcast. Uh, I think you guys had done a pretty good job of uh, kind of building up a following Twitter, social media, and all that before you started. But just tell us a, a, a kind of a quick version of just your origin story. How did the podcast come to be? How did you, the three of you, and we shouldn't leave Meredith Kane out at MK on Sports. Uh, we shouldn't leave Meredith out because she's the third uh, member of the That's What B Said team. But uh, how did the three of you come up with it? But I'm going to let you take this one. All right. I feel like you were the mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what had happened was, well, okay, 
Meredith and I have a weird backstory. <laughs> oh, no. This deserves its own podcast. I just found out about this this week. And what? man, I, my mind was blown. I'll just say that. Um, I wish I had popcorn right now. <laughs> well, it's a doozy. <laughs> should I talk about, like, I should just say yes, it. Yes, just say it. Okay. So, Th- Mer- this is great. I was dating a guy and Meredith. <laughs> Don't drink anything during this. Is, this. this is before me and Meredith knew each other. Like, I've never met her. I never talked to her or nothing. Um, Meredith was apparently also talking to this guy. He was sending her all kinds of photos while we were in a relationship. I shouldn't laugh at that. Be I should specific. not laugh at that. So that's how me and Meredith met each other. Because, you know, eventually um, she started following me on Twitter and she DM'd me. And she works for Blue Wire, and she asked, she was like, um, you know, I've, I've seen your tweets, blah, blah, blah. She knew me through this person because, you know, we were dating. Um, oh. <laughs> dating the same guy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's like, you know, I, I really want to do, I had tweeted, and I said, you know, if we did like an all-female sports broadcast, our podcast, would anyone want to listen? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if anyone, you know, you know, I've never talked for people. Like, that's never been my thing. <laughs> but, you know, I tweeted out and I got a good response. So then Meredith, who works at Blue Wire, she messaged me and she's like, you know, I really, I've wanted to do this for a long time. Like, you'd be perfect for it. And I immediately thought of Brie because her and I knew each other from uh, doing big play stuff. I wrote a couple things for them. And, you know, she does that great uh, show on Monday night. And I was like, yeah, I have the perfect person. Like, I'm only going to do this if Brie does it. She's like, okay, well, get Brie on board. I said, all right, I'll do that. Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean. Yeah, I have to echo. I <laughs> I think I messaged Brittany, like, out of the blue one day and was like, hey, we should start a podcast. Yes, that was back when we worked for, we were doing stuff for Big yes. Play. We were like, we need to do something together. But at the time, like I was it- like, I don't ever talk. I hate talking. It's like, it's my <laughs> least favorite thing to do in the world, so. Doing a podcast was a lot, but I was like, all right, it's time. Because, you know, like, Cleveland has so many, like, passionate female fans. And they're knowledgeable. Yeah. They have things to say. They have opinions. So why not try to, like, bring that up? You know? I love the beginning of that story. <laughs> and then it was just like, yeah, so Meredith said, get Brianna and let's do this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> see, women, we get past things. We do. Yeah, we, we get done. shit done. For sure. There was a Glad comment you there, and we're like, all right. Also, this is breaking news. We actually haven't shared that story on our podcast. We have not. You guys are getting, you guys oh. are getting original content. Yes. That is Garage beers breaking news. Right. <laughs> Joe, take this video in. We're putting it up on the website. We're putting it up on the page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to be the title of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Brittany go. tells us that time there were some pictures <laughs> sent from a man she was dating. To her current <laughs> podcast host, <laughs> it all came together perfectly. It's a dream scenario. Just so you like, now, so everything worked out fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope. I, I hope just, that guy is not anywhere near anybody <laughs> at this point. Oh no, he dumped me on my birthday and then moved oh. away. <laughs> oh. Class, class act. <laughs> oh. oh my birthday. god! Yeah, that's. Oh. Yeah. That's rough. I know, right? But look what it led to. Exactly. Exactly. Look what it led to. It even matters. 
you guys are that's what B said. And if you're Cleveland fans and if you're on social media, you know who that is. So yeah, it all works out. Everything worked out right. beautifully. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to get to some of the uh, challenging Dales, but you guys are 29 episodes in episode 30 next week. That's pretty cool. And we're going to talk about episode 29 in a little bit, but uh, so what's been the best part for you? Again, you said, Brittany, you said you're not a talker. Uh, Bree, you've been podcasting for a little bit. What's the, what's been the best part for you guys? Oh, well, first of all, I get to work with Brittany and Meredith. Like it's, it, it honestly is just such a comfortable experience. And I just enjoy talking to them each week. It's an escape. Um, I was talking to someone else earlier today and saying, we probably should not even say that, like we should say it's kind of a sports podcast because we get to essentially talk about whatever we feel like talking about. And it's great. And I respect their opinions. I want to hear what they have to say. And I'm so happy that Brittany got out of her little shell and spoke her mind because she has great <laughs> insights. Um, so that is, I have so many favorite parts, actually. I could go on forever about this. But I think the other most rewarding thing too is as many deals as there are out there, we do get a lot of positive feedback. And I think there are some listeners that share that their children are listening, their little girls are listening and just having a voice and knowing that other young children are watching us do what we're doing is like, literally it's the best feeling in the world. Those are, those are Dave's. Those aren't Dale's. Exactly. <laughs> Dave's. Dave's. <laughs> I'm glad you called him Dales too, because I think Chad is just kind of a natural name for Dale too. So I'm glad you avoided Chad's. <laughs> this, this Chad doesn't look okay. like a Chad though. No, he doesn't. I will say that. He doesn't okay. act like a Chad either. Like he's <laughs> nice and he has a personality, you know, like that's not Thank a Chad. Whenever people say that, I go, listen, I've never owned boat shoes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, I, I don't wear a sweater around my neck. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've never been in a frat. <laughs> things can always change though i am not chat i'm not chat. those are no. prerequisites for chat for sure yeah. it's right. his life it's his life mission to he's changing chads one day at a time yeah <laughs> exactly exactly uh, walk so a mile in a chad what'd you say i said walk a mile in a chad no thank you i'm good <laughs> i'm all good uh uh-huh. so uh, I want to talk about the women's experience hosting the all women's podcast, because that's the coolest. I mean, it's, it's, you've taken a, a sports podcast, which again, it's, there's a billion female sport. I, I am as big of a sports fan as I am because of my mom and my sister. Uh, and, and those are the two biggest reasons I'm a sports fan. So you guys have, have uh, kind of taken this women's podcast and, and made it huge. So let's just talk about that experience of, the, the women's experience, uh, both online, because you guys have, have a big Twitter following online and you talk a lot of sports, uh, and now on the podcast, uh, talk about that experience a little bit and, and, and what it's like dealing with uh, the constant struggle that I tend to see when I see you guys retweeting and reposting and quote tweeting and all that of just everybody thinking they know more than you about everything. You want me to take this one, Brie? I was going to say, like, <laughs> this was made for you. I'll pipe in after. <laughs> um, so, like, when I first started on Twitter, I don't know. I think I, my anniversary was, like, nine years ago, I think it said. And, you know, I would start talking about sports. 
and I'd do that more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then people would be like, you know, that old thing, like, get back in the kitchen. Like, that was their thing then. (laughs) Go make me a sandwich. So, but then, like, after years of doing this, eventually it got to a point where I was like, you know what, you should just stick to sport. Which, in a weird way, felt like I achieved something. Like, years and years and years of saying things, people finally tell me, you know what, don't offer opinions about life or you know anything going on in the world just stick to sports so that was like the first time i ever felt like anyone respected anything i said about sports which it's an insult and it's terrible and it's demeaning but also it's like oh okay so now i can talk about sports really cool um but yeah it's not i wouldn't say it's not it doesn't keep me up at night that people are mean all the time and i think that's one of the things you know what i mean like (laughs) I've told them before when people ask, like, well, you know, how do you just deal with that all the time? Because I get a lot of messages, like, very nice people. They message me pretty frequently, and they're like, you know, I see all this crap that you have to deal with, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you deal with that? And I was like, I really don't. People think that it, like, bothers me, and, like, I'm human. And sometimes if I have other stuff going on, the piling on on, like, social media doesn't help. But normally, like, I'm a pretty, I'm, I'm a happy person. Like, I keep my life very, there's, like, five people in it, and that's it. <laughs> so as long as they're happy and healthy and my cat's fed, like, that's all I really care about. Everything else is just extra. Things I'll, I'll get happy about, that's all extra. But I really limit the things that I'll let myself get upset about. And if it's not, you know, my health, my family's health, um, then, it's, you know, so what? I'll be fine. Yeah. Brie, do you echo? I, yes, I 100%, 100% echo what Brittany's saying too. And I, I got really active on Twitter too because of sports, because I was watching sports, consuming sports and wanted to interact. And I actually found Twitter, Twitter one of the most entertaining forms while watching sports, especially Brown Twitter. Like we all know oh, that God. we're a dumpster fire. <laughs> when the Browns play, Twitter is also a dumpster fire, but, but it's, it's so entertaining. So just connecting with people through sports was, what I really enjoyed. And then, um, you know, people are funny and I liked engaging with them. And I started seeing a lot of other women that were also like me uh, talking about sports. And like Brittany was saying, it's like people don't want women to have opinions about sports or to like watching sports. But I grew up in a household much like you, where my mom was also really into sports. Uh, She played sports. I played sports. Um, and it, I just grew up around it and I, I will challenge any man that calls me out on sports to any type of competition. So that's, that's my take. Yes. I'm like, okay, oh. you, you actually want to go play? I'll challenge you. Let's go. That is an Let's open go. challenge, Cleveland to any. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I love it. Yeah. It's uh, I, I tell people all the time. My sister was a, a pretty high level. Now she just, she didn't play after high school, but she was a pretty high level, at least in high school, uh, catcher. Uh, for softball and she could whoop my ass to this day <laughs> and i'm like a foot and a half taller than she is uh, but there you go nope look what i just found guys my dad he actually put this on the desk amazing for me. it's a second <laughs> place uh ribbon for shot put shut hey. up Brittany. Oh. stop you and your noodle arms <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> was that, was that when did you get was that recent this was, no this did you was do a recent um, shot put <laughs> like sixth grade tell me that's like sixth grade field day this is like seventh grade the track team I, I was on track although i didn't run track i just did like 
discus. Because I wasn't, I didn't always have noodle arms. I grew into them. I used to be pretty thick with like three C's. Yeah, when I was like younger. And then like I just got, once I got into college, like all of a sudden, like everything just dropped off. And I I don't know what happened. But like, yeah, that's the reverse of what's supposed to happen. Exactly. I was going to say, I was like, I was the opposite. Yeah, I'm still dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still, I still have all three C's. Yeah, I finally haven't gotten it off yet. <laughs> Telling you. So let's go back to the Dales for a minute because I think it's hilarious because oh, you cool. guys really do have distinctive Dales, mm-hmm. right? Brie, yours yeah. are all about your kids and your family. <laughs> and, and and it's absurd. And I'm 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 a dad, Chad's a dad. Uh uh it's ridiculous. Uh by the way, your TikTok videos. I downloaded TikTok this week for the first yes. time. Chad's been talking about it because he desperately wants to be. So you're going to have to teach us how to make TikTok. Oh, videos. boy. Although Joey might know. Joey might know how. I don't make them. No, no. Okay. It's not that hard. I would be glad to help you. I got Meredith on board. She's on TikTok and her video, like her first few videos. I'm like, okay, you already got the hang. Like, you're fine. You don't need my help. Like she nailed it. You guys will be fine. I'm so confused. <laughs> like I have this whole like timeline <laughs> of stuff that I don't know Me what's too. happening. I can't. Like, I'm like, I didn't follow that. this. It is so positive. Like, it is the opposite of Twitter right now. Like, people are so funny. And I just, I gravitate towards that right now. And you yeah. have to get into it. It's, it's good. We're thinking of doing like a sitcom opening for the podcast. So we're going to, we're going to see if we can make that happen. We might need lessons though. But, but you make these kick ass TikToks and a lot of time your kids are involved doing dances are like, I lost my mind when your kid just pulled his pants down in front oh. of the camera <laughs> as the dad of a three-year-old boy, like <laughs> exactly. lost my mind when he did that. <laughs> uh, but you're, you then have these ridiculous yes. exploiting your kids and like, yes, yes. You deal with that. Cause I would want to, I'd be like, where do you live? <laughs> yes. So that's the hardest part for me. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I just try to, post things that are authentic authentic to me and who I am. So being a mom is obviously a, a really big piece of who I am. And <laughs> my kids do things constantly all day long to make me laugh. And so I'm like, why not share this with the world? Because it makes me laugh. Maybe it'll make someone else laugh. And people attack me all the time thinking that I just want clout or I'm making up stories. I'm not making, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> the stuff that my son, little dude does, like, you can't make it up. And that TikTok was a prime example of like, he wanted to record a video. And I was like, okay. So I just set it up and I hit play and he was just standing there. And I was like, okay, this is not going to be a good video. And then all of a sudden he pulls down his pants, like four-year-old humor, like, but also like, he'll probably do that when he's 16. So, I mean, yes, I get really upset when, when people attack me as a mom, um, or, Say things about my children so that that does i try not to let things bother me but i have a really hard time letting those things go hey buddy at the end of this go ahead and pull your pants down okay yeah because i really <laughs> right? want like, people no p.s have you ever tried to tell a kid to do something like again mine just turned three last week yeah he okay well too much information but today he was at my mom's house and he pooped in the toilet and i about did a cartwheel I I, I did a cartwheel out the door like it happened like you can't tell what to do there's small things that don't listen to you yes and listen 
I've already said like three major, the threes are tough. I've already deemed four Thanks, Brie. the FU fours <laughs> because like, you know, you think when you're living in the threes, it, it, it can't get worse than this. And then he turned four and it was like, F you mom, like middle fingers up. I mean, it's <laughs> like literally just, he didn't flip me off, but that's, that's, he pretty much should be. Oh God, don't tell me that. Don't also, tell me that. Also, it, the pooping on the potty is a really, really good, that's great. I'm so excited for you. Thank the you. wiping of the butt. Oh, I'm God. A year and a half later, still hasn't happened. So I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I like my. I get him to pee by asking him to try to pee on me, which is a weird. I don't mean it in a weird way, but he's sitting on the toilet. I'm like, just aim for daddy, and he's then he thinks it's fun. Otherwise, yeah, there's no control in these monsters. Nope, not at all. My daughter is going to turn four in October. So you just, I just, I just sank into this chair right. Now. Oh, God. Like, I'm sorry. I would three like to three right now. Like whoever, like, whoever said two was worse than three is full of horse shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and like 90% of the time, she's great. I, I love her. I love her so much. And, and she's, she's, she's the best. She's the sweetest little girl in the world. The other 10% of the time, I, I want to shot put her off my back. Because <laughs> Brittany could probably do that for you. Brittany, she's second yeah, place. Okay. First of all, Brittany, we're really making it, making her want to have children one day. I was going to say, Brittany and Joe are checking out of this. Joe's like, I got a dog. Every time I hear people tell horror stories, I'm like, guys, my tubes are just tying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop. Right. Right. You know what the thing, you know what the funny thing is, though, like, you know, for as much as they piss you off, when they tell you that they love you or like yeah. hug you, like that's just the best. That's like the best thing in the world. Like that's yeah. like that makes it up, makes up all for it. Because like when they come uh, yeah. and hug you and say I love you, it's like oh okay, I love you again. <laughs> yeah, they're still manipulative. <laughs> manipulative. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I can't imagine having like a little yeah, you. Yeah. Oh god, like, it's I so just weird. Can't yeah, See, but that's my favorite about it. I, when, I, when my kid acts yeah. just like me, I'm like, shit, yes, keep doing that. <laughs> that's awesome. It's when he's acting like my wife, who is also Joey's sister, that it's like, oh my God. Ah. Oh, what's happening here? Is that when he's like actually quiet or? <laughs> you tell me a day that's happened. <laughs> so, so, Brittany, let's go to. So, obviously, Brie, good stuff on your Dale's shut up about her family. That's not cool. Uh, Brittany, your Dales are funny because your Dales are they, like they funny for no, not funny, but they like attack. <laughs> your Dales go on the attack for people in your mentions. They Brittany's like, like oh, yeah. your Dales are very much the like, dude, she doesn't like you. Like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, They're, I get, I like somebody will respond to you and be like, I think the Browns are going to be like 10 and six, and somebody like Dale will come in and be like, she doesn't like you, and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's not my fault you can't get laid like that guy yeah. who thought he had a family, like family friends. I can't even explain. This is what I do now. So I'll fire off a tweet and I know it's going to like destroy people. And then as soon as I do it, I just mute it and go on about my day. And then probably like an hour or two later, I'll go back and like sift through all of the trash and just look and I'll pick out usually one or two 
that I'll highlight and, you know, put it out there for people to look at. But understand that, like, these one or two are probably, like, one or two of, like, 30 just trash comments. Oh. Awful. But then, yeah, you also have people that, you know, she's not going to sleep with you, bro. And then they start fighting. And this is all <coughs> taking place in my phone all day long. And there's, <laughs> there's no reason for any of it. Someone said, you know, they're like, it's, you know, 2020. And you guys are sitting here arguing about, I'm like nobody. There's so much going on outside right now. Just like pay attention. Don't worry about what I'm doing or what I'm saying. It's yeah, amazing. There's, there's political deals. There's uh, football well. guy deals. Um, and like they just, they passionately hate me. And it's so weird that you could passionately hate someone, a stranger from the internet who, I mean, I'm a pretty nice person. <laughs> That's, if I were like mean, I would be like, yeah, okay, I get it. But, like, I'm basically like, I'm like a stoner person without actually like doing, the, you know, Without actually smoking, I'm just like oh, all right. hanging out all the time. <laughs> I mean, that would be totally fine if you did too. But you know. I wish I could, but then <laughs> like I feel like I would just die because I'm already yeah, pretty mellow. Like I'm here. If I ever like smoke, I just like Bleh. just comatose. So uh, that's not. Uh, Brittany's drooling again. Stop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brittany, Brittany, did you eat dinner tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I have to say, uh, uh, we've all talked about having you guys on really for a while. And uh, uh, the fact that you guys put up with that is awesome and, and keep going. And uh, you got a lot of fans. Uh, so uh, just remember the Dales uh, are outnumbered, as always. Uh, yeah. Now, have you, guys heard, now, have you guys heard anything? Like, I mean, obviously very active on Twitter, but like from any females who, that might have like, spawned another female podcast from you like do you, you get any inspiring messages uh, uh from them we get messages from a lot of dads um oh, that's cool. who listen to it with their daughters that okay. happens you know we get uh, a good amount of those i think um and it's more you know it's not just the podcast but it's like our personalities or like our presence you know they they talk about how they they want their daughters to grow up to to want to speak their their mind and not be afraid and you know that's that makes every that makes all the deals worth it honestly <laughs> just yeah. those comments. most of them yes <laughs> that's cool though and that's just, just to clarify something too because i get a lot of people questioning Brittany when we quote tweet mm -hmm. the deals or like these comments and this may not be true for you Brittany, but people think that we quote tweet to like have our posse attack them oh that's 100 percent true for me <laughs> i hear that all day yes so but for me yep. yes i'm quote tweeting i am quote tweeting so that everybody else can see how much of an asshole you are that's it and you're publicly shaming them they need yes, to be publicly yes. shamed when they act this way sometimes they just and, have to and especially if you quote tweet one of my tweets and you, your quote tweet is an asshole statement. Mm -hmm. Like you're actually hiding from people because you know that nobody's going to see your response. Yeah. And then I also like to call those people out too. And then so there's, anyway, there's like, the people that attack you for doing that because you yeah. should just ignore them. You should be the bigger <laughs> yeah. person all the time. Yeah, yeah. that's like, no, I'm gonna expose you. That's it. You gotta Guys, I think I wanna stick with like 475 Twitter followers because yeah, I get like that's two the perfect, people. That's the perfect, that's the perfect, that's all I need. There. 
stay there. So if we could just not grow this thing at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Stay in our lane. <laughs> we've, been two evils, anyway. right? we've been getting good gifts. So happy. <laughs> Let's go cool, because you guys listen, there's a ton of there are good there are good female all over Cleveland, female sports, knowledgeable, uh, incredible people, but you guys are cool because you're the only all female podcast, or I don't know if you're the only, maybe there have been others that have spawned, but you certainly are the biggest and seemingly the first kind of all female uh, uh, podcast covering Cleveland sports. So it's, it's awesome. If we are the first. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't shouldn't know say that. I've never thought about that, but maybe we need to find out. Yeah. But listen, I also have to say something else. Here it all comes. Here it comes. Uh, yeah, bring it up. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. I can't wait. <laughs> so we've had 29 episodes happen. We're going to be on our 30th. We have a really hard time getting prominent guests on the show in terms of athlete, whatnot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but because we're females, mm. we don't get a lot of bites for people wanting to come off. I don't know if that's because they're questioning our legitimacy because we are women, uh, but that is, I'm, I'm just going to put that out there because... Uh, we're trying to land some 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 good guests, and uh, we we just don't seem to get the bites. And what we I want will them. say is, what I will say is, you need a Chad that's just obnoxious. You're probably being <laughs> too nice. Chad is just obnoxious, and he just right. blows them up until they say yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we need, who would be the best? Meredith would be good at that. Yeah, for sure. We'll just yeah, tell her. Sure. I mean, we just got to tell her be Chad. Channel yeah. your inner chat. Don't, don't, don't ever tell her that. <laughs> don't. No. Channel, channel your inner I love lamp. And, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, just cast, a, that's all I do is I just cast a wide net. And Harassing. some people say, yeah, that's it. Well, listen, uh, keep going after it. Cause I, I, your point is fair. We're, we're, this is episode 11 and we're thrilled to have you guys on but yeah we've had we've been very fortunate some through connections we've had we all you know we we all have worked in sports and and while we're not people that are known uh by any stretch we all have made some pretty good connections over the years so some of it was that and some of it was just random but if we can make suggestions like i don't go after jay crawford he's awesome in cleveland uh oh yeah love him he's one of our great interviews uh cecil shorts we had on one of the best interviews that I've been a part of. He was phenomenal, the former football player, but he went to Mount Union. He's from Cleveland. He came on yeah. with us. He was great. So I want to uh, get our guy Bernie. Bernie well, we're working on that too. So let's team up on that one. Bernie. So we try to keep our episodes like under two hours and Cecil <laughs> like literally like was like two hours and 15 minutes just because it was that good. He just kept like, going. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So you guys... You guys will get it, but people, yeah, that, I mean, your point is fair. I mean, you guys have been around and you guys have a much larger following than we do. So, uh, people need we to go We thought that a lot of women would want to come on, but we've been shot down by some pretty really? disappointing women. Yeah. It was disappointing. Start with, like, start with some like yeah. local ones. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know. Just be a Chad. Yeah, that's it. Be, yeah. You're, you're welcome, guys. Not yeah, in most I am the end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm actually the antithesis of what you want to be, just because I'm annoying. <laughs> like I, you don't... only be Chad in that regard. 
So I want to talk about episode 29 because your episode, I listened to it today and uh, it came out today and it was, it was great. And it was, you know, you guys are very well thought out, uh, but it was, it was, we're going to turn it serious for a minute and we're going to laugh again. Um, but episode 29, you guys just very much focused on what's going on around the United States right now and really around the world at this point. Uh, but you know, it, we're, we're back again with, with protests. Uh, we're back again with injustice. Uh, we're back again with rioting and, and politicizing things. And, uh, uh, you know, you guys, you guys did a, a great job. And I think, you know, it's hard for all of us mm -hmm. to kind of think about, we talked about how we want to cover it. We're three white dudes. <laughs> We're crying. I grew up in Rocky river, Ohio. It's the whitest place on the planet, which is the <laughs> whitest place. Uh, literally, I think it's like, it's like listed as one of the least diverse suburbs on the planet. For real. It is so white. We want to cover it. You guys covered it uh, really well. And we don't want to go too crazy with it because I think people should listen to your podcast. So we're not going to ask you to rehash a bunch of what you talked about. They should listen to how you guys talked about it. And you had some good guests on uh, to talk about it with you. And, and I, I like that aspect of it. I love the aspect of having a black uh, business owner. Uh, but, but we want to put our two cents into. Uh, and, and it, it just, uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you, Brie, about that I didn't hear you guys cover. And if I, if you did cover it and I missed it, I'm sorry, but you're a parent. So did you see what Nickelodeon did? I did. Yes. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that, uh, as a parent and Chad's a parent, and I want to hear your thoughts on it too. But, but if, if you're listening and you didn't hear, uh, Nickelodeon basically played a nine minute commercial, uh, in between their show during a commercial break. And all it was was a black screen that said, I can't breathe with a clock at the top that counted up to nine minutes or down from nine, whatever it was. And it was just somebody breathing in the background. So like, Bree, I want to get your thoughts a little bit on that as a parent. Um, what did you think about that? I thought it was great. Uh, I, I did talk a little bit about this and just, you know, my daughter is six and she is very smart, um, very curious. She watches the news. She knows what's going on. And my whole thing is, I think sheltering your children is probably more harmful than it is good. I want to shelter my kids from COVID for sure. <laughs> I don't, I I don't want little dude out there licking things, but he is <laughs> licking things. So I will shelter you from that. <laughs> but I'm not going to shelter you from what's happening in the world because I think it's easy as a white person, a white parent to just brush things under the rug don't impact you or your family. And I knew after a lot of self-reflection of myself that that just wasn't the right approach. So I've just really opened myself up to my children and have talked about it with them and, and not to a point where it's very heavy because I have heard um, some parents that I know that their parents are actually experiencing anxiety from what is happening in the outside world. And that's also something scary to think about too, because to be eight or nine years old and have anxiety from all of this too, it, it's like you, you just kind of have to weigh those things. But my daughter has been asking questions. I've been answering honestly. Um, I've been getting her some reading material just to help aid in the conversation and just, just talking about it. But um, I was joking with Brittany and Meredith, um, not joking, but I told them the story yesterday. And this really just kind of goes to show you that kids are just they're so innocent, right? Like they just are. 
And uh, we were watching, uh, I think, a, a Browns game in the fall, and it was a pregame, and they were showing the the players warming up. And my my son, little dude, looked at the team, and he goes, "Oh, look, there's Daddy!" And he was like, "Oh no, that's not Daddy. He has hair." It was Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, <laughs> you know, and I was like, totally. "Not even close to being your father." <laughs> um, you know, I wish. <laughs> Just kidding. Odell, call me. <laughs> but you know, like it, like he, and because I, I was like why why would you think that's your dad and he was like oh i know it's not my dad because he has hair like it wasn't even about the outward appearance like in his mind it didn't even cross it didn't even come to him that he had a different skin color than his dad did so i'm just trying to just make sure that they know that you can recognize differences in each other and it's okay to acknowledge that and we should talk about it and talk about why we're different and most importantly stand up for for what's right well, I'm, I'm glad you, and I want to get, Chad, I want to get your take on that commercial too as a dad, but I, I'm glad you said that because it's, it, that's, you guys kind of talked about your pet peeves on all this stuff about, uh, uh, you know, some of the things that are going on that are just kind of pissing you off. I know you talked about like the, the random Facebook warrior that <laughs> doesn't say anything else, but, yes. or that only brings up like the greatest things that happen. But uh, my pet peeve, my biggest pet peeve is yeah. that, oh, I, I don't even see color. And I'm like, then you're missing it. Then you're missing it. I see color. I look for color. I want to see color. I want to see your, I want to see black and white and, and I mean, that's it's and any shades in between there because there aren't really other colors, but I want to see all of those colors. I want to teach my, I have a three-year-old. I want to teach him to see all of those colors and to love all of those colors and to see the differences we're not the yeah. same. We're the same in that. Okay. Everyone, we all bleed red. Yeah. We're not the same. <laughs> we have different cultures. We come from different places. We yeah. come from different backgrounds. We have different, we have different music and different food and different everything. Yeah. And we should look at the beautiful side of all of that. So quit acting like you don't see color and instead open your eyes and see it. Yeah. That I- That's my daughter is in, or she was in kindergarten. Um, and I did, I, I did notice she would bring home her schoolwork. And one of her assignments was she had to draw the president. Um, she drew a woman. Oh, no. oh yeah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and, and then, um, Are you sure it wasn't Trump. Cause it could be. <laughs> I asked her. Hey, according to PS, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but according to his physical uh, data that he produced today, he's 6'3 and 240 pounds. Oh, boy. Motherfucker. Oh, boy. I am 6'2 and 215 pounds. If you're telling me that dude is 25 pounds heavier than me, I got a freaking bridge to sell you. Like, are you kidding me? Anyway, sorry, yeah, so I don't I, want to go on that I, tangent. No, no, I confirmed that it that I asked who it was. It was not Donald Trump. It was an actual woman. Um, and then <laughs> easily confused. And then the other thing that made me proud. <laughs> the other thing that made me proud as a mom is when she draws pictures, she will draw all different skin colors. And I just think that's great that she 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 also on her own recognizes that everybody looks different and she draws uh the people that she views she's gonna be president one day in all she's probably drawing herself god i hope so i know i really i know and then she had to draw like a police officer and a nurse and they were all women 
girl. <laughs> dog just appeared. In the, my dog just appeared in the garage, and I don't know where he came from. <laughs> I hope he hasn't been out here this whole time. So, Chad, I don't know if you saw that. Again, I want to go back to that Nickelodeon because I just want to get the parental uh, element of it. And, and Chad, I wanted to ask you about that because your kids are of that age where they're watching shows and stuff like that. So did you see that? And what, what are your thoughts? We do the Hulu live TV thing and yeah, they don't do Nickelodeon. So we haven't seen that commercial, but my kid went to a, a daycare that was very, that is, is in a daycare. We, you know, obviously they're out because of COVID, but that was really diverse. It had all, it was very fortunate to go to this daycare because it had all different kinds of races and, and creeds. Now I've where I failed as a parent is I haven't really talked to her about diversity yet. But the good part about it is, you know, we, we would say to her, we would say, you know, Hazel, did you know, um, have you noticed that Guras looks a little different than you? Uh, you know, have you noticed that uh, Lamar looks a little different than you? Because there's all, like I said, all different kinds of races and creeds in that daycare. And, you know, obviously, I think we'll get into this the older that she gets, but she just, what she, she responded to me was, hey, you know, uh, as long as they're nice to me, I'm going to be nice to them. I love everybody. Like that's what she, that's literally verbatim what she said to me. And, you know, but I, it is really important to me, especially with what's going on now that I do teach her about that diversity because it, what's, I mean, I grew up with so much of it. Uh, like, uh, you know, I was, what separated me from going to school in Cleveland public school district was a crosswalk. If I lived across the street, I, I would have gone to a Cleveland public school. So I grew up in a neighborhood that that had those different races and creeds. You know, I had, you know, I, I had just as many black and Latino friends as I had white friends. So I, I it's really going to be important to me to be able to teach her that growing up, especially living up men are now, which isn't the most diverse, but it's it's definitely going to be a priority of mine to teach her that hey, you need to you need to see I don't know whoever th this person as you know a, a black person, but and but know that they're they're just like you that you're you know they're to be treated like you would treat you know mom or daddy or your brother. So I yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's definitely on the docket, but you know. You know, it, it hasn't been, she hasn't been around it much, especially, especially now, especially now, now that she's been away from it for a couple months. But uh, yeah, it's it, it definitely, uh, she, she's, she's, she, she loves everybody. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. She loves everybody. Oh, I brought it up because I think, I think it's very cool that it almost forces parents to talk to their kids. Yeah. Like it's not, you're not escaping that. When your kid says, what's going on on the TV? You have to talk about it. You can change the channel, but what does that make you? And, and the other thing that I think is cool, and again, I, I, uh, I don't mean to drag you guys through this again because you did great. You had an amazing episode on it uh, that came out today, and I think people should go listen to that. Uh, but uh, with, with our chance to speak up on it, I think the coolest thing that has happened, I, I've never seen... Uh, there's still the dissenters. There's still the the nonsense out there. But but the 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 number of people that are speaking up now. I don't know if we would have done this five years ago. 
And that shame on us, shame on me. I won't say shame on you guys, but shame on me. I don't know if I would have done this five years ago. I think, I think if I was doing a podcast five years ago, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we should talk about this right now. Um, but that's where we're at. You guys did a whole episode on it. There's so much that goes into it that you don't want to say something wrong. You don't want to misspeak in any way. You don't want to offend anyone. Um, because, you know, getting involved in this, you have to understand, number one, more than anything, is that you, you don't know what you don't know. So these are not your experiences. You have to trust the, you know, the people that are screaming about it. You have to trust that they're telling you the truth. You have to trust that their experiences are just completely different from yours. And you know, they are the authority on this. You're not. And that's a hard thing for a lot of people to digest, is that they can't put themselves in another position and say, hey, you know what? Yes. I've always had a good experience with you know, law enforcement. They've always been nice to me. You know, anytime that I get pulled over, I get a ticket. Like, I don't have to. But they, they're telling you. They're screaming. They're pleading with you to listen to them. That they have a completely different experience than you. And some people, still, they won't listen. And listening takes, you know, nothing. You, it's free. You could just sit there and not just listen to people. It's yeah. not a hard thing to do. And there's just so many people still who won't do it. But luckily, like you said, you know, probably like four or five years ago this was going on when it started it happened like with ferguson and baltimore and and all that but you're seeing a lot more i think Mm -hmm. um white people speaking out a a lot more because everyone's just tired of it and i yeah i feel like more people are just starting to listen which is great and this is how change happens we all have to you know force their hand to change this And I want to get I want to get a little from Joey because he does live most of his time at, yeah. uh, south of the Mason Dixon line, which is a different place altogether. But but I do want to say uh, if you want a really clear and good example of how public discourse works and how you should stop not talking about political things and not all this racism is not political. You guys said that on your podcast. It is not political. Stop making it political. But political discourse works and and hard discourse works and a good example of that happened after your podcast came out it was a podcast came out it was today where one of like the most hardcore war generals then this country has ever seen mad dog is his nickname and he was donald trump's choice and and again i don't want to make this about donald trump we don't have to talk about him but it was his choice to be the secretary of defense when he started he he is renowned for some not so great things but he decided to come out today and say how horrendous this has been handled and and how uh uh we we are being divided from the top and that can't happen and it's up to us to unite and that shows you that this discourse work that shows you that what you guys did yesterday was important and that what we're doing right now and we're going to go into sports in a minute but what we're doing right now is important because that discourse changes people. When, when you hear people say, why do we talk politics? You're not going to change people's mind. Yeah, I might. And if I do, it worked. And they might change my mind. And that might be for the better. Uh, so, so the discourse, again, uh, uh, we have to talk about this stuff. And, and I can't. I can't bring you up uh, 
a black person's perspective. I can't bring you an oppressed person. I am a white man. I'm literally the least oppressed person that has ever walked the face of the earth. <laughs> but <laughs> but we can talk about it. And I think that matters. That was a beer can I just knocked over. Uh, that's always a good way. I, I feel like the the best speakers always knock over a beer can right at the end of there. So Joe, I do want to hear from you for a second because you're in Nashville and that's not like, yeah. maybe it's not like deep South Mississippi, but Nashville is the South. Yeah. So, I mean, so what's, what's going on down there? You know, I, I really haven't been down uh, that's true. there while this has all been going on, but I mean, the South is different and not in a good way. Like, you know, you have your cities that are kind of hubs and you feel like kind of safe zones for diversity um, but as you know, as soon as you get outside of Nashville and the county down there, like there's some scary people and like not good thinking people. Um, and it's just such a different culture and you hate to see it. And, you know, I think there's, there's so much that we can do, um, you know, as adults in this time. Um, but this is such an important topic to continue in our education system, just in general, I think you know, starting with kids when they're young and just, you know, it's a very uncomfortable topic. And maybe that's why that's not something that's like hammered on through kids throughout their entire length of being in school. But uh, maybe it needs to be uncomfortable and you need to have those uncomfortable conversations um, throughout everyone's life uh, growing up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's different in the South and um, not, not in a good way for sure. Well, my favorite thing, my favorite thing I saw before we move on, my favorite thing that I saw, this topic of race should only be uncomfortable if you're a racist. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I think right. the listening, though, that Brittany said, it listening shouldn't be hard. But I think it is hard because that means you have to pay attention. You can't just brush it away. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that are neutral. They don't want to be, they don't want to be part of the conflict. That it's easier just to not talk about it because in their mind that it doesn't actually happen. So, you know, those, those yeah. that are in the middle and that are moderate and that are neutral are probably the most damaging. Well, listen, uh, uh, again, we're going to hop off this topic, but uh, I think we all kind of feel the same. And, uh, and, and you guys did a great job uh, today with your episode that came out again, episode 29, listen to it. Uh, that's what B said. All right, so we're going to move on to some sports. But before we do that, we're going to say a quick thank you to Brittany Mollis. Again, you know her on Twitter, at Bird's Eye View. Uh, Brittany's going to hop off. Uh, she's got some driving to do tomorrow. So, hey, Brittany, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for telling us your story. Uh, some weird stories, some good stories. Some breaking uh, stories. Some breaking we stories. tonight, guys. Yes. Good. some tea. But we, uh, we would love to do this again with you in the future. So thank you so much for your time. All right. Thanks, guys. So now we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some sports. And again, we, we appreciate you coming through and we want to talk to you. So listen, uh, get with us on our social media. I think I think uh, these ladies from That's What B Said's uh, would appreciate some some good discourse as well. So you can talk to them as well about this. But uh, uh, we're going to move into the world of sports. Uh, and uh, I guess we're going to start with a couple of things that happened today. Uh, that's really what we're going to focus on. Uh, obviously baseball, as we knew they were going to do rejected the players association proposal, uh, because the owners want, uh, 50 games and the players want to play more. Uh, so 
Like, do we care which proposal wins at this point? Like, this is just a question for everybody. Do we care which proposal wins at this point, or are we just trying to have some sports? Like, do we care if it's 50 games or 114, or do we just want to watch? No. Oh, my God. I'd prefer the least amount. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'd sadly... I should direct my questions. <laughs> I sadly uh, side with the owners a little bit on the reasoning behind not having 114 games, and, and that's because they don't want the season to end in November where there could be a, a potential second outbreak. And you would hate to get this already super short season to a point where, okay, we're finally playing for something. Here's the playoff race. And we got shut down again. That to me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for them to do. Bree, what were you going to say? I just think baseball would be better. The fewer games that are played. And that's just me being a little bit selfish, but I would actually really enjoy having games be more meaningful at the beginning front half of the season. So I'm, I'm totally fine having that shorter season. Yeah, sure. Well, I, I mean, why not? <laughs> I think most people are at a point where, you know, I've said this on the pod before is, is, it, you know, you just, you just want sports back. Quit teasing me. Like, is it going to, you know, oh, baseball's coming back. No, it's not. Well, baseball's proposing this. No, it's not. Just, just, just come back. You know, I, and whatever season comes out, whatever season comes about is, is, is going to be fine with everybody just because sports are back 50, 60 games. That's plenty. That's plenty. Baseball should have a does reduced it, season so anyway, it, but 50 game season is just fine. You can figure out who's the better teams and who's not in that full of a season. So, but can you do? Does it not? Does it not hose our hometown team a little bit? What do you mean? What do you mean? Does it not hinder our hometown Indians a little bit? Right? Like, here's our Indians that super pitching heavy. Hopefully. I think we're making a lot of assumptions there, but supposed to be very pitching heavy, a 50 game season. Does that not hinder? uh, I mean, it seems like if you've got a huge offense, you should be able to blast through a 50 game season and go. So does it matter? Do we care? Do do we care if the Indians win 15 out of 50 games and don't make any playoffs? All I know is I wasn't told. I was told to enjoy Frankie Lindor. And now I get to enjoy him 50% less. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why Frank Jackson called Cleveland the butthole of the world. (laughs) Butthole of the world sometimes. The Dolans are the butthole (laughs) of Major League Baseball. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) like, maybe maybe that was it. I don't know. I just, you know, I think... uh, I'm always going to keep going back to Matt. I think Matt Lodi, when we had him on made a great point and he said, listen, they had an agreement months ago. They had an agreement in March that they were going to get this, this thing started and going and they were going to pay the players a certain amount. Now the, the, the owners want to backtrack on it. And, and, and you guys have talked about this on, on your podcast, Bree. you've talked about, I know you've talked a lot about millionaires fighting with billionaires and how annoying that is, but, but ultimately in the end, I don't care how much money X person makes versus X person. Like, let's just, let's get this thing figured out. So, uh, the other question I have, and maybe we can talk about this, right? Like we're all sports starving, right? At this point, we just want stuff back. We're, we're watching. I watched a NASCAR race. Oh God. No. And I hate NASCAR. (laughs) Like nothing about me. I watched Tom Brady rip his pants on TV, (laughs) but it was sports kind (laughs) of, uh, like, I just want to watch sports. 
uh, Chad's over here watching like a log rolling on ESPN. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, hey, that's another feature for Hulu. You know, it, you, subtract, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you subtract the Nickelodeon, but ESPN, the Ojo is one of the best things that's it's like keeping me sane, Brie. I don't know if you know anything about it. Do you, Brie? Do they sometimes have the cornhole turn? Like they, oh. I, I've watched cornhole before. Oh, Brie. It, oh, yeah. It gets so much better than that. <laughs> I watched the rousing uh, uh, world championships of cherry pits fitting. I, oh. I, it, it was a real thing. Like it was officiated. There was like a slippery step challenge. Uh, there was the national, the national championship rock skipping competition. I, I, oh, yes, I was I hanging on every it. word. Like Kevin Van Dam is the best rock skipper in the world. Just, just to let you know. I don't know if you want to follow him on Twitter. Uh, His jersey is going to be there in October. Like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you get sponsored for it, but I want to train for it. <laughs> and the thing is, and the, and the thing is, the spectacle they make of this is just incredible. Like they would bring him up on the podium and be like, and be like, you know him, you love him. He's K. He's K. V D and like there's like pyro going on like off around him. It's amazing. So I love the Ocho, but my question is you watched the NFL draft. It went off great. To be honest, I I loved it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't hate it. I think it was entertaining. I think it was fun. I think Roger Goodell ate a whole flipping million MMs. Uh why is baseball too stupid? Like their 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 draft is like supposed to be happening ish like why are they too stupid to promote that to promote their minor league players in their draft you don't even hear any, it's a three-day draft they could they could make this big production out of it and they just don't they don't even care about their current players like they they can't even market their own the, own the players that are currently playing right. in the mlb so come on that's asking a lot that is asking a lot to make a big deal about their draft no i totally agree with you Bree. and there's uh, and there's a few other factors too, is no one really knows. I mean, unless you're a diehard baseball fan, no one really knows the players coming out in the draft. B, no. the MLB draft is like, is like, is like 48 rounds long. No one's going to hang around days. for that. And, and C, and, and C with, with, uh, the cut down of all these minor league teams now with them reducing the number of minor league teams, I, I, you know, I just, I don't think it will, it would draw that much attention. I, I just don't. Oh, I, I see. I think if they marketed it, nobody knows. Okay. Okay. The college game is not as well loved as like college basketball, college football. Fine. But like, if you, the thing that sucks about baseball, especially with the draft is you don't know. And, and like, you don't know anything about what you're, Team, like, unless your team drafts, remember when the Nationals drafted Steven Strasburg and everybody was like, oh, cool, Steven Strasburg. Otherwise, you don't know the Indians draft players in the first round, and you're like, I don't freaking know who that is. Yeah. So put it on TV and give some highlights and some stats and like have some analysts on that are like, this is what this player's good at. And you don't think that like fans would get real into that? Because I feel like they would. Only if they added in the like, depressing like so like espn's draft analysis was like we have to actually touch oh, on no, the most yes. depressing part 
of this player. So only if they added that type of drama yes. would I tune in for that. <laughs> but listen, every, every I will say if if they filmed like the players in their homes being drafted, like that was the best part for me was actually like seeing the insides yeah. of everyone's house and the coat, like the coaches, the GMs, like give me that all day long. Like I would watch that a hundred percent just to see where people are living. Like who would flex like Cliff Kingsbury in the MLB? Yes. Like, oh my God, that house. I mean, the loafers with no socks. Yeah. Like, come on, like not even just the house. <laughs> well, I'm just, I, I'm just thankful that he rented it from me. So if you guys never want, you can check oh, it right. out. Have it on VR or Airbnb. Yeah, right. No, you know what? It's uh, I would love to see the MLB draft. Uh, his dad is a uh, 16-year recovering heroin addict. Right. What the fuck? What did you just say? And it's... <laughs> And his mom is dead. And like you're like, yeah. no, his mom's sitting right there. That is not true. So he was raised by wolves out in the woods, <laughs> and he had to defend for himself. His <laughs> name is Mowgli. Yes, that's where Youngstown got slandered. It was like, grew up in Youngstown. Youngstown is the third highest murder rate in the entire country. I'm like, how was that relevant to any of this? But their pizza. But, but their pizza. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so baseball is just not doing it right. They're not coming back. They suck. They're not. They're not agreeing on anything, and it sucks because I'm a actually the three of us all know each other because of baseball, and and uh, it's just not gonna. You know, they're just their PR. Baseball's PR. Not even the Indians. The Indians' PR is atrocious, but baseball PR is just atrocious. They never do anything that gets fans excited. But one sport that. Uh, announced today that they are coming back is the NBA. And it's crazy, but it's like, it's kind of like, here's what we can do. And there's going to be some complaints about it. And there's going to be some imperfections about it. But July 31st, we are going to have NBA basketball. They are going to play their games uh, through October. I mean, if they go to a game seven of the NBA finals, it's going to happen October 12th or something like that. And so they're bringing back 22 teams. Unfortunately for us here in Cleveland, we're not going to be able to watch our Cavs because they did not crack the top 22 or anywhere close to it. Uh, but I don't know. Did you guys read, uh, uh, Bree, did you read uh, a little bit about the proposal and, and what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I was actually talking to my dad about this earlier um, and he was filling me in. I didn't get a chance to actually read anything about the NBA, but listen, I don't, I'll take anything at this point and and i actually really do like the nba and i like the playoffs so i am happy that they're going to come back i actually kind of like that it's going to be a little bit of a different um type of playoff just based on the current situation and circumstance i think the weirdest thing will be just not having fans in the stands and then obviously there's no advantage from a home court perspective so like taking out all of those factors is really interesting to me to see how this could all play out, especially knowing that this could have been the year that LeBron won a championship. And now does that uh, get thrown out the window just based on the whole COVID experience? Like it, it I, I feel bad for, for the players. Honestly, I do. Yeah. I, I think, you know, uh, 
I think there's some crazy things about it. You know, I think you take these, these uh, what, 10 teams that aren't going to be playing in this. And, you know, they're talking about starting this in Orlando, but yeah. they're talking about not starting the next season until December. Yeah. So you're talking about these other 10 teams, the Cavaliers included, that are going to go from March until December without playing a game. Uh, you're talking about, I loved, uh, there's some teams that are going to be dramatically impacted by this. Memphis is going to be playing, but they have like a five game lead on the eighth seed in, uh, in the West. And I don't know, they're going to, they're going to have to like play their way in. Yeah. It's like, they're going to get brought back and have to play their way in. So, you know, I think while I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Cavs fan, right? So I'm, I'm, I am as die. I've been going to Cavs games since uh, we were surprised when they would win a game, and uh, I actually cried when they they beat the Hornets once because I really liked the Hornets and Larry Johnson <laughs> and Alonzo Mourning, and like I, I didn't want them to beat the Hornets, but they did. Uh, but like I don't know. I feel like especially for a team like the Cavs, where you can say maybe they're not as close, but I, I think they're kind of close. To, to coming back. I think they're a player or two away from actually being a competitive team, a, a playoff team. Is this, does it matter that it's not fair to them? Is it just like, well, nothing we can do about it. I think given the circumstances, you, it, it, I think it, I, I, I don't think you can say it isn't fair just because you have to be as safe as possible. And, and with the format they're coming, that they're coming back, like the NHL is doing a 24 team uh, format, right. like playoff format as well. But I, I don't think you can allow everybody in. So I, I just think given the circumstances, is it fair? I don't know because even because the Cavs had, a good thing going with J.B. Bickerstaff. So, yeah, you're always going to be left wondering, okay, uh, could they have gotten some rhythm? Could they have gone on a run and, and maybe gotten to that eighth seed? But at the same time, I, I think you kind of got to give them a pass this year uh, just because, like I said, you know, it, it, the virus, because, you, you know, you want to keep everybody as safe as possible. So, yeah, I, I don't I, – I think it's fair uh, for this year. So, But uh, it's definitely encouraging – to see what the Cavs were doing going in uh, to the virus shutdown uh, going into next season. So uh, I'm excited to see what comes out of this team. All right. Well, you know, it, it was, it was interesting. I was interested to hear your takes because it was like, you've got baseball over here that just won't agree. They yeah. just, they just are just going to bitch at each other. And, and in the meantime, all these fans, you thought, the comeback from the 94. Now in Cleveland, we didn't feel as much after the, after the, um, the strike in 94, because for the first time in a thousand years, we had a good baseball team. So we didn't feel it as much in Cleveland, but baseball was very slow to come back. Really didn't come back until 98 when McGuire and Sosa were hitting home runs. So here's baseball that just doesn't learn its lesson that they just people aren't just going to come. And I think people will come slower if they don't get their shit together and figure this out. People are going to come back slower than they did after 94. And that's a problem. 
or you've got the NBA where it's like, listen, this is the best we can do. We're just going to throw it out there and go. And, and, and I think just based on the responses and I agree, I'd, I'd rather just, just put something out there if you can listen and, and safety, safety is always a main priority, right? Let's not throw this COVID thing away. It's like, we all kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Like it doesn't exist anymore. It still exists. These the things that the people that are going to work on the NBA thing are going to have to go through just being away from their families for months yeah. and months and months and having to quarantine. Um, so should they be doing that? Is it worth it? it? It's really tough because I think we're, I think everyone in America is probably experiencing that in some sort of way because everybody's routines have all just halted and got just thrown off the tracks and I don't think it's any different than for these professional athletes because everything that they've known and what they've experienced and what they've done is all also changing like they're not traveling they're not on the road they're going to be quarantined they're going to be away from their families um in one location there's not going to be fans in the stand like is it is it going to be as fun for them you know, right. like you're still playing for something, but it's completely different than what they're accustomed to. Um, and, and if you think about it too, like they're superstars and they thrive off of being superstars and being in the spotlight and crowd energy and all of that. And I would say right. that I would have, I think I would have a hard time being motivated. Um, and I know that once they start playing, their competitive juices will probably start flowing and they're going to want to <laughs> win. But I, I truly think that it's, it, it, going to be challenging but again like this will be a year that we'll never forget in the sports world um uh, it's gonna be such a bizarre time to come back and look at but it also could impact the way things are done in the future so you never know like who knows like this could be something that applies to the future you know yeah. like and and i think that's the difference between the mlb the nba like the mlb is less willing to change and make changes and i think that's obviously the biggest struggle the NBA, like the game has changed so much over the last few years. I mean, like just even like three point line didn't exist. How many years ago? 30 years ago. Um, so you, you just look at that and you're like, these other leagues have adapted and the MLB just wants to be this same constant and it hasn't worked. It's not going to work if they can't figure it out. Well, I hope they figure it out. Oh, they could be the hero and they just, they won't even allow themselves to be the hero. Well, and there's so many of us, there's so many of us, I think all four of us included that just want them to figure like, figure it out. Yeah. Get better. Like yeah. oh, stop, just uh, admit that it's okay to change with the times. Yeah, they won't. And get better. Because there are a billion, we all grew up with baseball. Every kid, uh, baseball should be in America like what hockey is in Canada. We all grew up playing some form of baseball, whether it was just playing catch with your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother out in the front yard or little league or T-ball or playing in high school or even beyond that. We all grew up with some form of baseball like kids in Canada grow up with rinks in their yard because it's cold and there's nothing else to do. But like they just keep missing the boat and it's frustrating. Like as a baseball, <laughs> as a baseball super fanatic it is so frustrating listen little leagues are starting like come on like if little leagues can start back up you can't (laughs) tell me the mlb can't 
Right. I, I'm ready to go to a little league game just because I'm. Miss- <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be the person the that actually candy. don't have a kid playing. I'm just here. I miss sports. Yeah. Don't have uh, to yeah that kid. would be Chad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to seem creepy. I just miss baseball. <laughs> His, Chad just brings one of his kids right. just so it's not creepy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I was going to talk a little bit about the NFL, but frankly, who cares? Like Jadeveon Clowney, who cares? If he comes, he comes. That's still being talked about. Yeah, he keeps coming up. It's it's I want it, I wanted to be like if there's smoke, there's fire, but like, I don't know. It's just a lot of smoke and like <laughs> zero fire. Listen, and, listen, I'm you know, I'm over him. Honestly, if if he <laughs> wanted to be here, he would be here. Ted's uh, uh, over here, sir. Like if we, we always talk, we always talk about how you know, as Browns fans, how people you know, we want people who want to be in Cleveland. And for you know, after re- reading, if there's any truth to any of the reports that, yeah, if he if he wanted to be in Cleveland, he would be here by now. Okay, fine. Okay, just if you're coming here to just collect a paycheck and be another Jamie Collins. I don't want you. Okay. Goodbye. 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 Go sign Everson Griffin. I was going to skip over. I was going to skip over Jadevian Kalani, but Chad just <laughs> roll with it. So I'm glad you had that. I was going to talk about Drew Brees because he. Mm. You're welcome. Like, I, I feel better frustration now. Through my microphone because like, what are you doing? But he's going to catch enough smoke. So listen, I just want to have a little fun to end yeah. the podcast here. And Chad has got a very fun game. And Bree, I want you to join in. Joey, I want you to join in with us. Uh, Chad has compiled, and he worked on this. He worked on this uh, for hours. He has compiled for uh, a starting baseball team the two best names that have ever played the game. We're not talking about best players. We're literally talking about the best names that have ever played the game. And us four here, and I'm sad Brittany's going to miss this, but she'll have to just feel like she was left out. <laughs> uh, we're going to decide the all, the MLB all-time all-names team okay. on the Garage Beers podcast. So, Chad, I'm going to want you to go ahead and kick us off with, the, with, with whatever position you want to start with, and we're going to vote on the all-names team. Now... Bree, I, I know I, I messaged you about this earlier. I mean, are you are you ready for this? I mean, this is the all time. Have you heard Dad. this? Key, have you heard this Key and Peele All Star Football Team? Are we good to go here? Listen, was this before or after you left the group chat oh, I, that you started? Totally left the group chat. Call him out, Bree. Call him out. Hey, listen. I asked you a question, and, and it was like Chad left the group chat, and I was like, oh, okay. God, I feel okay. like a day. I'll just roll with it. I feel like a day. I'm glad to know we're so well represented. <laughs> I feel like a Dale right now. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Here we go. No, but a total Chad move. Here we go. First, let's let's just, just go first base. Let's go around the horn. At first base. All right. We have Pete Lecoq. Which in Spanish is the cock. Uh, <laughs> or thanks for that or, clarification. I couldn't figure that one out. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, or Bunny Brief. Who do you want starting in our all-time starting lineup? Pete Lecoq or Bunny Brief? I gotta go cock. Cock. Yes. Yeah, wow. 
Yeah. Okay, Pete. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Jimmy, you agree fast. Yeah, it's Pete Lecoq. Oh, yeah. Pete Lecoq is the all-time his, greatest. His, his claim to fame is... His, his claim to his fame is... Pete. He hit a grand slam off of Bob Gibson in his last start for the Chicago Cup. So... Congratulations I think the title to the of our podcast this week hitting. needs to be "You Gotta Go Cock." Yeah, <laughs> congratulations to uh, the cock for hitting a grand slam off of Gibson. Okay, here we go. Second baseman. All right, second baseman. You have the old school Granny Hammer. Granny Hammer is I I, I don't know. If you're looking at it, Granny Hammer is, you, you never want your grandma, you never want to be on your grandma's bad side because you get a smack in the back of the head. Or Stubby Clap. Stubby Clap. <laughs> Who do you think? Stubby, stubby Clap. Okay. One yeah. vote for Stubby oh, Clap. So, well, Stubby Clap's the winner, but I would have 100% voted for the Granny, Granny Hammer. I like Stubby. Stubby Neck the Cock. <laughs> the good W. Lecoq. Now combine those names, and we've got a, a problem, really. Yeah. The good old-fashioned clap to cock, double play. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. So now we move to the other side of the infield. That shortstop. You have uh, Bunny Fabrique. It sounds very classy, very bougie. Okay, or we have two bunny bunnies already. Bunny. Yeah, Bunny Fabrique. Or uh, we're about to have our second cock, too. Jack Glasscock. Jack Glasscock. <laughs> I just don't see how you can vote against a cock. Anything with, like, referencing a penis <laughs> is going to win. <laughs> All right. Yeah, cock the stubs the cock. And that ends the inning. Yeah, that's a unanimous glass cock, too, is yeah. just. You can buy those. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, cock to clap, clap to cock, and that'll end the inning. All right. <laughs> here we go. Okay. Like what we're doing here. Third baseman. Third baseman. All right. You're looking at. This sounds like a Sesame Street character. You're looking at Snuffy Sternweiss or French Bordegay. French Bornegay. Wow. All right, I'm going Snuffy. I Me like too. Snuffy. You like Me too. Snuffy? You're just thinking of the, like, the elephant-looking character from Sesame Street? Yeah, like yeah. Snuffleupagus. Is it Snuffleupagus or is it Snuffleupagus? It, there's it a P in there somewhere. But I don't know. I thought so too, but I think it's Snuffleupagus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. I don't know. <laughs> Do we want to Google that real fast? Like, is that what we're, is that what we're doing? No, you keep going. You take us to left field, sir. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. Out in left field, we got a couple of doozies. First off. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for pitcher and catcher. First off, well, here's the thing, Bree. We're doing a full five-man rotation here in, in, in pitcher and catcher. <laughs> Snuffle up against. Okay. Right. Snuffle up against. I thought for my entire life that it was a wheel barrel and not a wheel wheel barrel. Oh. Just FYI, that happened this week. So. 
My three-year-old is obsessed with it, so if you just call it a Weedle Beetle, we know what you're talking about. Okay, listen. Okay, a brief. Okay. Okay. Quick side note. Quick side note. Yes. How, how does someone look at the word wash and say worsh? I like. I've, Don't I've you always dare. My grandpa did that. <laughs> like, how, like, My grandpa did worsh. that. It's not even close, though. Like, it's just not even close. My grandpa is the biggest male idol of my life, and he said Warsh. Warsh. I got a Warsh. And so you know what? Y'all get a pass if you say Warsh. That's what Dale says. Warsh. Oh, no. Don't you do that. Dale Warshes his clothes. (laughs) My grandpa was no Dale. (laughs) I will will kick Chad's head off. Don't you dare. My grandpa was no Dale. All right. All right. I won't ruin it. Let's go out to left field. Okay. First off. We have Buttercup Dixon. No, Buttercup Dickerson. Excuse me, Buttercup Dickerson. And on the other side of it, you have Johnny Dickshot. Johnny Dickshot. <laughs> nickname? Nickname? Ugly. So it would be Ugly Dickshot in left field. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who... Joey, what do you think? What's your vote, Joe? It's a pretty interesting Uh, battle here. I mean, you got to go. If you want want stats, I can give it to you. No, no stats. Just let's vote. It's just names. Dick shots. (laughs) Purely names. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I think it's. I love Buttercup. I I love him with a passion, but yeah, Dick shot. Here we go. All right. Over in right field. Over in right field, this must this might be the toughest battle of them all. I I, I think you're it's, it's a tough battle. Okay, first off, you have Tigers outfielder Rusty Cunts. Rusty Cunts in in right field. Okay, and on the other side, put on your Sopranos hat. You have Pussy to Bow, Pussy to Bow in right field. <laughs> I have to go rusty because I am a rust. Okay, well, okay. There you go. Fair enough. Re rust. Okay. I'm going rusty as well, even though it's Rusty Koontz, <laughs> but the way it's spelled. Listen. He was the first base coach for the Royals <laughs> for a while, and uh, Christ. But I'm going rusty. For this segment, he's cunts, okay? Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, is that unanimous? All right, here we go. I'm there, yeah. Here we go. Moving go, go over rusty. to center field. We have Chicken Hawks, Chicken Hawks, or Tony Suck. Oh, no, excuse me. Jigger Stats. Jigger Stats. Wait, what? Jigger Stats. Jigger. J-I-G-G-R. J-I-G-G-R. Jigger Stats or Chicken Hawks over in center field. You're welcome. Like, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what the first name you said was. So I'm going Chicken Hawk. Yeah. J-I-G-G-R. Jigger. Like, like you're doing the jig. Like an Irish jig. Like Will Smith style. Yeah, no, I'm still going chicken. All right, two more positions. We're coming down the home stretch. Okay, so catcher. You already heard me say this one. Tony Suck. Tony Suck. Okay? Or yep. do you want the backup catcher? Charlie Manlove. Charlie 
man. <laughs> Ooh. I I would like to hold on my pick until I know who the pitcher is. I need to know. I, I, I want to understand the, Ooh, the, the combo. Listen, I have got. I love it. Listen, I want to know the battery. Listen, I, yes. I I have got a, a list of compiled list of probably ten to twelve names for a five man rotation. So this we are not reading is, all of those. You better pick the best ones. You better pick the three best ones. <laughs> Do you like top three? Cool. So, oh yeah, sucker or Charlie? Oh, you want me to go to the pitcher before you pick the catcher? We're waiting. Yeah, you're gonna go to pitcher. Okay. So we've got Boots Poffenberger. So now we got that going for us. Uh, Dick Pole. Dick Pole. Uh, I mean, there was a pitcher. You have to read on. There was a pitcher named Kaiser Wilhelm. Kaiser. Yeah. Wilhelm. Um, <laughs> there was also a guy named Cannonball Titcomb. 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 Excuse me. Titcomb. Uh, Urban Shocker. I mean, Razor Shines. Biff Schlitzer. Like, what do you want? I mean, what do you Sweet. want? Are you guys writing these? Uh, I want. No. I want Dick. I want Pull the Man Love. Yeah. Is my choice. Oh, yeah. Pull the Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Dick Pull to Charlie Man Love. Or, or I mean, well, I don't know. Well. <laughs> No, it's been voted. Pull the man love is the is the winner. Well, you guys also haven't said this one to yourselves either. It's pull the suck. <laughs> pull the suck. <laughs> well, I like. Po- well, you go, Bray. You can no, you can make no, your no, final no. choice. You, I I will let you have this. Why don't we have these names in? You know, if we had these names in, first of all, that was no thank you. Uh, why don't we have these names in baseball anymore? Right. That it would could bring people back. I, I will buy a pole jersey. It's fine. <laughs> all right. So we've named we've named the all baseball first ever all baseball uh, names team by Garage Beers plus Bree from that's what B said. Uh, Chad, solid work on the research there, my man. Because I'm pretty sure most of the names you busted out were from 18. 18- 87 it it, it ranged it ranged honestly from uh the earliest was uh 1902 all the way up to 1989 oh my god so 1989 so yeah yeah. he was recent well hey uh we've got our all names team uh and i think that's gonna pretty much do it here for the garage beers podcast brie uh uh, we're gonna be give you a a hero send-off but before we do, we just want to say thank you so much for uh, for joining us on the podcast. You and Brittany, uh, you guys are doing a tremendous job. A You're doing a lot more work than most uh, podcasters have to do. But when you're females in sports, that's what you got to do. Uh, and so you guys are doing great. We really appreciate your time. Uh, and we look forward to uh, all the podcasts that you have coming up. Uh, we'll be listening. Hopefully, everybody that listens to this will be as well. And uh, we hope we're able to do this again with you. Thank you for having us on. We will have you on our show. It was nice to not be the host and oh, maybe yeah. you can come on. We have to make up some crazy stories. Chad was sending me. Uh, Chad was sending me. <laughs> yeah, nudes, I don't know. Can you talk and up? so we decided to do a podcast. <laughs> 
uh, was very no, fun. This was so. really, really fun. So thank you for having I, me. I met, I, met my, I met Mike through being a Chippendale. I put on a few pounds since, but it, we it's won't okay. I was, I was kind of the, uh, uh, I was the, the Farley, the Chris Farley of the Chippendales. So. <laughs> Am I Patrick no, Swayze? you're just the Chad. So, uh, so we're going to wrap it up, Bree. Thank you again for doing this for, uh, for Joey, who's normally in Nashville, but he's over there in Avon for Chad over in Menor for me here in Fairview park. We just want to say thank you for joining uh, this episode. Go follow, uh, follow Bree at breezy Clee, follow uh, Brittany at bird's eye view MK on sports for Meredith. It's that's what B said. Uh, they, their podcast is awesome. Make sure you listen to it and follow us. Uh, we've got at the Garage Beers on Twitter, uh, at the Garage Beers on Facebook as well. And uh, well, we will see you this time again next week. And uh, for all of us here at Garage Beers, plus Bree and Brittany, uh, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.